Awesome, awesome. So, uh, how many of y'all were here in time, like they did it as the countdown this time, how many of y'all heard the Bruce Springsteen, Born in the USA? How many of heard it? I love it. It's awesome. I actually like Bruce, and he's a good friend. Just kidding. And, but I like Bruce Springsteen, and I love Born in the USA, except for Brian, who did an awesome job this morning, by the way. He wore a British shirt. What was up with that? Like, it's like, what was he doing? Ringo Starr came up. That's not as British. So anyway, he had me all, all messed up this morning because I'm singing, born in the UK. So that's, that's like weird. So anyway, um, this morning we're doing week three of, of uh, the four-point stance. I'm really excited, particularly about this one. Um, all, all of them are something that I'm excited about. But this one I'm really excited about because it's something that I try to pride myself on now. I'm going to use the word try because I'm not always good at this. But I try to pride myself on this particular one because um, I like to keep it real. And so this week is be real. Uh, we will, specifically, we will be real. And so um, it's, it's really important to me to know someone. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, are y'all with me? You walk in and you see someone for the first time and you're like, I, I, is that really who they are? Like, I feel like I just met somebody, but I don't know if I met them. Or like y'all have watched movies before and you've been like, I bet they're the nicest person in the whole world. And then you meet them and you're like, turd, that person's awful. And it's because you wish that they were the character that they played on the movie, right? So you're like, you're not like that, Reese Witherspoon. I thought you were legally blind. And so like you look at these and like you wish that they were something that they're not like all the time. And so I just can't stand it. I'm just going to be honest with y'all. I'm just laying my cards on the table to start the message I don't like fake. Y'all have heard me say this before if you've been at this church for long. I don't like fake, but particularly um, hypocrite is, is a word that I don't like. And you know why I don't like it is because that's what I am sometimes. That's what I am sometimes. No matter how bad I try to fight against it, I'm a hypocrite. And the reason is because I want you guys to believe about me more than I really am. So one of the things we're going to change in our culture and hopefully in your homes, hopefully in your lives, hopefully at work and everything that we do, this is week three, and I'm going to try not to blind y'all. We will be real. We will fight against the mask of hypocrisy and live lives transparent where nothing is taboo, where nothing is off limits, where, where anything goes. Because here's, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I'm going to try not to blind Robbie. Is that good? Okay. Uh, here's the deal. S something's taboo, all right, for you. Right now, something should come to mind where you're like, yeah, I'll talk to most people about it, but that's, I'm not talking about that. But we want to live lives where everything can be revealed, where our deepest struggles, where our deepest conflicts, where our hardest things that we deal with, they can be revealed. But, but now here's the battle with that. Here's the battle with that. What do you say? I want y'all, this is a good time to respond. So I need everybody to wake up and it's a good time to respond, all right? What do you say when someone asks you, how are you, and you walk into the church? What, there's like three possible answers. What do you say? Good, fine, how are you? It's great. Right, what do y'all say? Go ahead. Fine. Go, for real, y'all can talk. What do y'all say? Great, super, thanks for asking. It's awesome. And we put on this smile. Like it kind of looks like this. Let me find smiley. Some of you are extremely happy, Right? I'm great! Life is awesome. Or we at least have to be jovial, right? Some of y'all are that this morning. I'm jovial. Things are good. Some of y'all are too cool for school. So you put on pink glasses with the thing. Like if you're, 
just out of fifth grade and not 12th grade, this is you for sure. Because you'll sit with your parents, but only so close. Because for some reason, until you get to college, then you realize how much you wish you had your parents because you're doing your own laundry. And, oh, praise the Lord. But, and then when you get married, for real, you know your parents are cool because then you have to pay the bills. But, or you just leave the house. But um, a lot of us, we want people to believe that we're awesome, right? We're smart. I don't know if this is smart, but it looks like you wish you were smart. And, of course, just happy. And, like, this is my favorite one, I think, because this is what I think I try to be all the time. I got this, right? I'm good. I got this. No problems. I can fix all the problems. Right, and very rarely there's exceptions to every rule. So you'll walk in and someone will tell you that their life's horrible. Probably one out of ten people. So there's probably three or four, five, six of you in here at the most that would look and say, dude, I'm just going to be honest, my life sucks. <laughs> my life is the worst. But almost everybody's like, it's great. Life is just good, praise Jesus. And then we throw in spiritual words if you're a Christian because that's what we do. Like, I don't know who taught us this either. I, I wish I could tell you who came up with this and we could all beat them up, right? Because somehow we lose our minds when we go to church and all of a sudden we have to use old English and be like Brian. And you start using these English words like, Thou was saith the Lord, thou was greatest weak. And I'm like, what? Oh, praise Jesus. And I'm like, no, that's not really how you think right now. Like you just walked into church and all of a sudden you want to be spiritual. God's blessing, God's blessing, God's blessing, God's blessing. And I'm like, like I talk to pastors and I walk in and I'm watching them fight with their wives before, uh, before we walk into a restaurant and they're like fussing because that's us sometimes. And like, so Leah and I walk in and we're fussing and we're still fussing. <laughs> we walk into Applebee's, if we're fussing and the fuss isn't over, we're still fussing. And I bet all the pastors looking at us going, their church is not blessed, thus saith the Lord. I'm like, yes, because we, we fight. Okay, so do y'all, but stop faking it. And they're like, I can't believe you said, open the door. Y'all seen it. Right, and they walk in. How's it going? God's blessing. Amen, brother. God is blessing my church. And I'm like, I just saw y'all fighting. Huh? And like, no one wants to claim up to that. Why? Why? Because we really, unless y'all aren't like me, and I just don't know if I believe that, we really desire for people to think that we got our crap together, don't we? Like, we want people to look at us and think, you know what? They got two kids, but they're both perfect. <laughs> I don't even desire for y'all to think that because the youngest one, whatever. I mean, you just got to be around for three minutes. And it's on. So there's literally nothing we can do about that unless we get a cage. And we've thought about a kennel, but we've just decided against that. But, like, other than that, other than putting them in a kennel and, like, kennel training them, there's really nothing we can do to make people think we're perfect. But, but like, in general, we want people to think, like, like our lives are peaceful, right, and we're happy. Because, and I, again, I don't know who taught us that we have to think this, but that we have enough money and we have enough stuff and that, we're, that we love being with each other and, like, everything has to be perfect. And I, I just, I want y'all to know I love y'all. This isn't about anyone in particular. I give you my word. But it just makes me want to throw up because I look at them and I'm like, can't you just tell us who you really are? Like, I don't know. And one thing I pride myself on and so we'll talk about pride in a minute. But one thing I pride myself on is I, I'm going to give you me, good, bad, and ugly. And a lot of times it's ugly. Like, but I'm just going to give you me. So what you see up here, I promise you, and anybody that knows me well will tell you this, what you see is what you get. And it's not always pretty. It's not always great. But what you see is what you get. Because that's what we desire. But even in saying that, I still put on masks. I still play masquerades. Why? Why? Because I want certain people, right, 
Sometimes important people. Sometimes, sometimes y'all, when y'all are hurting and, and I've got all hell breaking loose in my life behind me and I'm not worried about that. I just need people to believe that I got my crap together and it's all good. So we put on masks. And typically when I walk in here, if I'm not feeling good or I'm not doing good, and I'm not saying you should be the person that comes in and says, oh, I'm dying, because that's the opposite end of the spectrum and it's the same thing. But I'm just saying like, just being real, like, I'm going to be honest with you, crazy week, but I'm here and I'm sober. Amen? So, so like, I, I'm alive and I'm sober and I hadn't lost my mind this week. And honestly, that's how I feel. Can I tell you all why? That's how I feel this week. Five different families. Some of them are in this room. I love dearly. Five different families we've ministered to, dealt with this week that have just had hurting weeks. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Every single day it seems like, and it may have been more than that, but in totally different circumstances. A couple of the nights were late nights trying to help people. Now, like, I find myself feeling sorry for myself. Like, um, Thursday, something else, I'm sorry, Wednesday and then into Thursday morning, something else happened. And I find myself kind of feeling sorry for myself. And I was like, this, this is terrible. I'm just tired of this. I'm tired of dealing with this. And um, Brian Weathers, some of y'all know him, some of y'all don't, had been messaging back and forth with me. He's a partner of our church. And um, they couldn't come last week because their daughter was, um, had a well checkup. And her blood count was just way high, and they thought she had a little virus and no big deal. And so we messaged back and forth, and I tried to find an update. And um, she went into the hospital, and then Thursday we had been talking. And they're like, they're really nervous. And they, I, I knew it was a problem when he gave me the number at Greenville Memorial, and it was one of the 51s and not the 56s. If y'all are familiar with Greenville Memorial, that's the kids' wing. And then the other one is where the kids go in the cancer wing. And I was like, ooh, this, this feels bad. And I hadn't found out anything. I drove over there, spent some time with them, and I heard, I don't remember who it was exactly that said it, but it was leukemia. And I was just like, my heart dropped. 18 months old, sweet Ella. I mean, she is the sweetest thing. Some of y'all know her. Little redheaded sweet thing. Just sitting there with a little bracelet on her ankle, and I'm just like, I'm going to be honest, like, we're keeping it real. So I'm just crying. I'm trying. Like, most of the time, y'all know that I'm not, I don't fight to know what to say like I talk too much and then try to shut up and that was not one of those moments I just I just started crying I couldn't even pray right I, I, I don't even know what I said in the prayer but I was just thinking crying and feeling sick to my stomach I walked out after we spent some time with them and I, I held it together enough to just have tears run down my face and as God is my witness I I got to the bottom floor and I bet people were looking at me when I was walking to the car thinking this dude has lost his mind because I'm out just, I just was weeping. I couldn't talk. I tried to call Lee. I couldn't even get words out. And I called my uncle who used to be a pastor who goes here. Y'all know him. And I mean, I called some of our guys that are on our board and some of the staff and I couldn't even talk. I, I just, I just cried. And I don't know if it was a combination of all the stuff plus that. I don't think it was. I just think it was because it was that little baby. And like we've dealt with really hurting people who've been through a lot of stuff, but they're adults, you know? And, like, at the end of the day, adults, like, but a little one, like, little tiny thing, could be yours, could be mine, that sweet baby. You just feel so helpless, and you can't help. And I just hurt for them. I hurt for Brian and Cindy. I want y'all to be praying for them and that sweet baby. And I think she's going to be good. She's got a good prognosis. It's just going to be a fight. Six months, 
total isolation, no kids, and then two years, and it's just hard. So then I kind of stepped back. I had this message written. I kind of stepped back. I kind of started looking at all these, thinking, hmm, I'm so worried about what so-and-so thinks because what so-and-so said, because so-and-so's mad at me because I tried to do this to help her, because this, that, and the other, and then there's a sweet baby from our church that's sitting in the hospital with leukemia. It kind of puts everything in perspective. Like you kind of take a step back and say, wow, kind of a hypocrite. <laughs> this guy, not y'all, kind of a hypocrite. I was feeling sorry for myself and I wanted everybody to think that I was good. And it just, just kind of takes a step back. Because when you really evaluate where life is, truthfully, what all of us desire in life is to make sure that people think that we're really good and that we have our crap together and that they never find out where we really are or what we're really doing. And it's so dangerous. Because hypocrisy, I want you, if y'all don't remember anything else, I want you to remember this. Hypocrisy enables us to hide and mask and smuggle all of our struggles by a happy face or by false words, but being real, it reveals them. So being honest this morning, I'm struggling. Like I, I feel good. I, 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 honestly, I feel fine and I'm, I'm fed and I, I got everything that I could possibly want, but my heart hurts, you know, like for, for, pe- for a bunch of people. It's not, it's not my family, but it is my family, you know, like they're us. And I don't feel like doing a cartwheel this morning. And most weeks I do. But it's not because I'm not excited to be here. It's because life is hard sometimes. And whenever we can look at each other and say, look, just being real, sometimes life sucks. Sometimes life's hard. We have such an opportunity to breathe. Especially, listen, when it's not selfish. When it's not done so that I get something from you. That you'll give me something. I don't need anything from you. We all need to pray for them. This isn't about Mark at all. This is about Brian and Cindy and that sweet Ella and her brother and sister and their whole family that are hurting. I cannot imagine, can you? And so just real this morning, it's not about that. But this is what I find interesting. Y'all stay with me. Like this is where the tension comes in. The word in the original language for hypocrisy, the word in the original language for hypocrisy is actor. I find that really interesting, an actor. So what do y'all think about? Y'all bust out. Who's an actor that y'all think about? Go ahead. Someone say it. An actor or an actress that y'all think about. Your favorite one. Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. Tatum. All right. Denzel Washington. That would be mine. Channing Tatum because he's hot, but that's whatever. All right. I didn't say that. That was someone else. But anyway, like, no guys want to bust out with anybody? Okay. So y'all, like, let me tell you what just happened. Let me tell you what just happened. Y'all aren't keeping it real because your girl's beside you and you don't want them to get mad at you. That was, that's what just happened. But anyway, let me use one. Let me use one because I'm not going to talk about a dude that's hot because it's weird. So, um, and I do love, I do love Denzel and I think he's good too. Channing, but with his hair. But, um, but like, does anybody watch 24? Does anybody watch it? Who watches it? Be honest. I guess maybe it's grown old or maybe I'm old. But either way, I like 24. And so when I see Kiefer Sutherland and he's on some movie, I'm like, what's Jack Bauer doing? Right? Because he's supposed to be like, Chloe, give me the, part, the place to go in. And he's like yelling because he's right there. 
He's right beside the person, but he's got to yell. It's so weird. And it's like this weird whisper yell. And, he, and like he can't die because he shoots everybody and he doesn't pee. It's weird. He's going to go 24 hours without using the bathroom. It's amazing. But like whenever I see him in anything else, I think of 24. I think of Jack Bauer. If I met him, I would have to really think, don't call him Jack, don't call him Jack, don't call him Jack, don't call him Jack, right? Call him Kiefer, which is weird. So I'd rather call him Jack Bauer. But, like, I would have to really concentrate on it. Why? Because I assume that's who he is because that's the way he acts and he's good. He gets into character. Well, that's us. And so what I could have done this morning, starting this message, is just said, God is doing so much in this church. It's amazing. I'm so excited. I got this covered, y'all. We cool? Because I want y'all to believe that I got my crap together and I'm a good pastor. That I know this stuff, right? That's awesome. And by the way, this isn't something that people started struggling with like last week or just in our lifetime or in your parents' lifetime. This is something that's been going on for as long as time has been. There, there have been groups of people that wanted to seem important, that wanted people to love them, that wanted people to believe they were better. And by the way, here's the danger in that. When hypocrisy enables us to, to smuggle our, our struggles, one of the struggles that we have is we don't want anyone to be better than us. Okay, Just being honest. We don't want anybody to be better than us. At whatever we do, we want to be the best at it. And so when we see that person is better than us, or this is what it means by that, just getting more love than us, get more, get more acc- accolades and, and, and praise and pats on the shoulder and applause from people, then we look at them and we tear them down and we hate them because we want the glory for us. And that sounds terrible, but here's what's crazy. That's what Jesus was dealing with. Imagine, imagine being one of the, the Pharisees, and not all of us are, are scholars. Matter of fact, to their level, none of us are Bible scholars because they knew the entire Old Testament by heart to the point that when they would take a scroll and drive a nail into it, wherever it landed, they had to be able to start with that verse and continue quoting. So they couldn't just know it in order, because that's how we memorize stuff from top to bottom, but they had to know it so close and so deeply that they could just immediately know it. You will never, listen, listen, you will never know Scripture like the people that we criticize all the time if you are a Bible person. If you, if you read the Bible and you're a person, you say, I'm saved, I love Jesus. If you're that person, you will never, ever, ever, I will never, ever have enough time and intelligence to know Scripture like they did. And so if we base what we are on what we know or what people think about us, we will never even add up to them. And they're the people that not only, not only fought against Jesus but killed Jesus. Like this was the tension. Is, is I want every one of you to believe that I'm great, that I came in here this morning with my crap together, that Lee and I didn't fight this week, and we did. And we live real lives. She looked at me and called me a turd at least 40 times this week. She's like, why do you have to say that, turd? And I'm like, you're welcome, right? I mean, I'm just being a blessing. But, like, we live real lives. It's real. We're, we're, I just, it just happens. I don't want to. She's awesome, really, truly. I married the best woman in the whole world, but... but Sometimes I'm a turd, and we fight. But I really don't want y'all to know that. I really want y'all to think they are just the best. They are, have their lives together. I want to follow them, right? I want to be like them. It's just not real. Sometimes it's hard. And I want y'all to see what Jesus said 
Because here's the goal before we leave today. This is for everybody. Whether you're a Christian or non-Christian, this is what we want to leave today. We want to be real. In your homes, where you work, where you play, and everything that we do, we want to be real. But that means fighting against hypocrisy and living lives that are transparent so that everything can be revealed and life can be free. That's the goal. Y'all ready? Luke chapter 12. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn there. Luke chapter 12. And this specifically is Jesus speaking about this subject. And I'm telling you, this is so cool when you really look at it and unpack it. This is so cool. Luke chapter 12, starting in verse 1, it says, In the meantime, when so many thousands of people had gathered together that they were trampling on one another. Now, can y'all just picture that, what that must have looked like? There were so many people trying to get around him and doing all this stuff and gathering together that they started walking on each other like soccer matches or something. In Brazil, it's not as crazy as some parts, but soccer is crazy, and they, there's been lots of videos, like you can YouTube it, and you can see what it looks like to see, like entire things fall, entire stands fall, and they trample on each other. It gets crazy. Well, I think it probably looks something like that, where there were so many people trampling on one another, and he began to say to his disciples, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. Now, stop right there. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. Now, this is what leaven means. This is what leaven means. Y'all know, uh, maybe, maybe you don't. Uh, leaven was what, part of the yeast process and what makes stuff rise and all that stuff. And so um, when you take communion, you're supposed to take unleavened bread, which means it just leaves something out. But that's really not the important thing. This is the part that I thought was so important. When they heard this, they immediately associated it with something else, and it's the deceit. It, it, it's, it's the part where, where they are intentionally deceiving you from believing something that you should believe to something totally different. In this case, in this case, Jesus was saying, beware of them because I am telling you the truth and they are filling you with lies. But with their lips and with their actions and with their attitudes, it's easy to believe them because they're believable because they say these good things and they do other. Hypocrites are people that talk about doing something and they talk well, by the way, and then they walk out and they do the opposite most of the time. They may do just enough to make you believe that they're good, but they do just enough. They're actors. And so in this case, watch. In this case, this is what the Pharisees were doing is they would walk into the temple and they would be actors and you would think they're Jack Bauer. But in reality, Jack Bauer is not real. That really hurt my heart to say that. Jack Bauer's not real. It's Kiefer Sutherland. He lives a life that's different. Channing Tatum is not all the things that we pretend he is. And, and Denzel is not all the things that we pretend he is. He's He's just, they're some old cat that's really good at acting. Guess who else is really good at acting? Us. And we're chameleons wherever we walk, aren't we? Like there may be certain things that you won't get in a grocery store in Spartanburg or Greenville. But by goodness, if you go down to Florida and no one knows who you are, cha-chingski, we're popping tops, right? Because we, we're worried about it. Just be real. A lot of people should stay against that junk because you abuse it. But we should be real and not hide it in a garage, right? Just be real. And when we're at our mama's house, we talk one way. And when we're at, and when we're at church, we talk one way. And when we're at work, we cuss like sailors. We, people think that we're freaking awesome, right? Because at work, we got to make everybody think we know what's going on. And so we just use foul language. And we have two separate Facebook accounts because on one, we want our wives to believe that we're something, but then we hide everything. We have this distinguished life because we're actors. We go through life. And it's intentionally deceiving 
That is what the Pharisees were. That's what Jesus was saying. The word hypocrite, actor. The word leaven, deceitful, with the intent of harm. And like maybe in your life you don't think, I'm going to harm somebody by this, but let me just help you with this today. And if you leave mad, I love you, and I'd rather you be mad with the truth than love me in a lie. If you're deceiving someone, you mean to hurt them, whether you say you do or you don't. If you deceive someone, you mean to hurt them, whether you say you do or you don't. So stop keeping up with the Joneses. Stop. We've got to quit this crap. Like, and, and I don't think it's one of you in here. I think it's all of us in here. And I said us because this guy is guilty. Like every week in our, in our accountability group with our guys, we ask, we ask one of these questions. And it is, did you, did you tell an outright lie or a half-truth with the intent of making yourself look better? Or to put yourself in a better light with others? And almost every week I say Yes. Because almost every week, I'll stretch the truth some or make people believe things are awesome. If I said right now things are awesome, I'm deceiving you. And I know you don't want to be the guy that's, that's always pouting or the, or the lady that is always pouting so people think, her life sucks, I don't want to be around her. I know we want people to think our lives are awesome. But we got to quit because we're deceitful to others and it is killing us. Look at what verse 2 says. He says, it doesn't matter if you cover stuff up. Like eventually, this stuff's coming out anyway. Nothing is covered up that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. So you can keep doing it all you want to. You can keep trying to live a life that is not real. But eventually, all your stuff's going to come out. Verse 3. Therefore, whatever you have, uh, excuse me, therefore, whatever you have said in the dark shall be heard in the light. And what you have whispered in private rooms shall be proclaimed on the housetops. Mark's translation. You ready? You can hide as best you want. You can take your computer and you can delete all the history. And you can take your cell phone and delete the chats and try to go back to Verizon and make sure no one else finds out what you're talking about, if it's gossip or if it's flirtation. And you can believe that no one did hear that conversation or no one saw what you did. And I can believe these lies too. But eventually, what is revealed will be found out. And can I just be honest? Do y'all not feel this way? It's a lot worse when you find out from someone else than when you find out from the person, right? The person that hurts you, that comes up to you and says, look, I'm not proud of this. But here's what happened. You know, even if it tears you up inside and it hurts you, the truth is the answer. The truth is the answer. Living a lie is like being buried alive. And that is my biggest fear, by the way. My biggest fear is being buried alive. It scares me to death. But like when I live a lie, that's, that's what I'm doing. Is, is I, have, I have dirt covering me because I lead people to believe that I'm cool or I'm happy, or I've got it all together, I can, go, I can cover this. And I, and I push my accountability away, and I say, I don't need you right now, bro. I, I, I'm cool, I got this. Why? Because I so desire to make those people believe that I got my junk together, right? I don't want to be real 
Because if I'm real, it will reveal who I really am. Being real reveals. And that sucks because I want you to believe that I'm awesome. You know what? Sometimes it ain't real good. But that's okay because nothing's off limits. Because why make it off limits, right? Like why make any topic off limits? Anything. Because eventually it's going to come out anyway. And I'm not talking about being crude, by the way. I'm not talking about being ridiculous. I'm saying no matter what it is, this is what I want y'all to know. And there's some of you that you know you need to hear this right now. Matter of fact, probably all of you, but some of you really might need to hear this. You guys need to take one of us by the hand, and it doesn't need to be me because I'm just one person necessarily. But there's some amazing ladies in this church that love Jesus and are, and are vaults that will not go to social media and gossip that I'm looking at in this room. And you need to grab her by the hand and say, I need some help. I have suicidal thoughts. I hate myself. I need your help. I need your help. I need your help. And guys, we got some amazing men that are in our leadership. And they want to help you with that struggle. And it's not enough to walk out of here and think, you know what, I'm not going to struggle anymore. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Because guess who else is? This guy. For the rest of my life, unless I have brothers walking in arms and I allow the Holy Spirit to fill me and fill my life from what is rooted in evil to his glory. If it's not replaced, it will come out. And that is my problem. That is my problem. And so I battle my whole life with this, with this. I want this. I do this. I don't want you to know that I do this, so I'll do everything I can to make you think that I'm this. And it's like a juggling act, isn't it? Constantly, constantly, constantly. And we're having to chase the balls down, or we're having to chase whatever down we're juggling. And then we get to church, and everything's good again. Everything's good again. Everything's good again. And then we go back juggling, and we go back juggling. I'm at work. I'm at school. I'm at, I'm at home. I'm at mama's. I'm back at work. Because at work, i got to believe him that I'm the boss and I'm important. And at home, it's where I can finally be me. Or I want my wife to not know about these ladies that I have in my life. For real, someone or someone's in here struggling with that. And it's just juggling, 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 juggling. We never want to strip off everything and say, this is me. This is who I really am. I'm just being honest. This is me. Can I show you why? This is what Jesus said, verse 4. Because I tell you, my friends, do not fear those who kill the body. Don't fear each other. What's the worst thing I can do to you? Someone say it out loud. What's the worst thing I could do to you right now? I could kill you, right? I could kill you. What's the worst thing I could do is I could kill you. This is what Jesus said. You're right. Mark could kill you. Don't fear, Mark. Don't fear those who can kill the body. And after that, there's nothing more they can do to you. You're like, dude, I really don't want to die. I'm with you. I, I desire to live an old life and see my babies grow old and grow old with Leah and accomplish a lot. I desire that. But the worst thing that can happen, according to Jesus, is I could die. Now, in a few places in the Bible, y'all need to look it up. In a few places in the Bible, it describes life on earth is like a vapor. In James, it says that life is like a mist. If y'all have ever cooked or opened the oven and a mist comes out, it's gone just as fast as it's there, isn't it? Just like that. That's how life is described. 
It's a poof. It's an instant. It's a moment. Even 85, 90 years, it's just, just like this. So if someone can take your life, let's hope that they don't. But this is how freedom happens. This is how we look at people, and, and we, don't, we, we care for their souls. We just don't care what they think. We care for every single one of you guys, and we hope that you love our church. But we don't live and die by the thoughts that you may say or do about us. It's okay if you don't like us. I hope you do. But it's okay if you don't. Why? Well, because I warn you whom to fear. God says, you spend all your time and energy with all these masks, trying to do all these things and juggle, trying to make sure that you keep up with the Joneses so your car is nice enough or your house is nice enough, and, and you believe that someone else is a little bit better than you at whatever you do. He's like, come on, just calm down, calm down, calm down. Watch, let me show you what really to fear. You can spend all your energy on that. Fear him after he has killed, has authority to cast into hell. Yes. Yeah, that's, <laughs> if, I was, if I was doing it my way, this is what I said. Probably a good idea that you worry about that dude, right? Jesus said, yes, I tell you, fear him. Like the guy that has the authority and the right because he's God to send you to hell or to bring you to heaven, it's probably a good idea to fear him. I feel sarcasm. Jesus may not be sarcastic, but I am. And so I'm just keeping it real. I feel like Jesus is sarcastic. And right here he's like, are you a moron? Mark. When I read this, I like put my name in the blank. Hey, Mark. Hello. You're fearing all them. I'm here. <laughs> like, are you listening to me? I'm God. Welcome to the party. I'm still here. And like every, every once in a while, at least, that's not enough. At least once a week, I feel like I get this. I'm still here, bro. <laughs> You're still doing it. You're still doing it. You're still doing it. You're still doing it. Every day, it's the same thing. I'm still here. Fear the right one. This guy, verse 6. This is really interesting. Y'all read this. Are, are not five sparrows sold for two pennies, and not one of them is forgotten before God? Why, even the hairs of your head are numbered. Fear not. You are more valuable than many sparrows. And I tell you, everyone who acknowledges me before men the Son of Man will also acknowledge before the angels of God, but the one who denies me before men will be denied before the angels of God. You know what that's saying right there? I know every single sparrow. God says, I know every single sparrow, every single bird, every single reptile, and every single little creature. And yet I know you so well, friend, that I can tell you how many hairs are on your head I can tell you about your thumbprint and your fingerprint and your smile and how many teeth you have, how many toes you have, hopefully it's 10, how many, like I can tell you everything about you. I know you way better than you ever think about knowing you. And guess what? And this is the part that like gives me encouragement and frustrates me all at the same time because of me. This doesn't frustrate me about God. It encourages me about God. It frustrates me about me. He says, I made you just like I wanted to. I don't need another Denzel. Right? I don't need another Channing. I don't need another LeBron. I don't need another beautiful actress. I don't need another this 
or another that that we look at constantly, whatever it is for you. And we compare ourselves, and then we look and say, they're going to like him more. Let me do this to tear him down or to do this so. And we come in and we say, I'm good. Everything's great. I'm having a great week. And inside, our hell's breaking loose. And we can't be honest and just say, I'm going to be honest with you. It's been a crazy week, but I sure am glad to be here. That's what I said today, because that's the truth. Because the reality is I so desire for you guys that could kill my body to love me because I need applause and I need people to say you're great and pride swells up. Remember two weeks ago, pride swells up and I've got to have the applause of men and I've got to believe in my heart that I can do this. I'm good enough. I believe I can take God's place. And because I believe that, I step back and I say, well, I'm not any good because then I realize I can't do that. And it's like a roller coaster. And so to keep up, to keep up, to keep up, watch. I just grab a bunch of different masks to make sure whatever I am, I can fit in with wherever I go. And at the gym, I'm one thing. And at work, I'm one thing. And it's just an everyday battle that starts over. Y'all remember what Brian said right before he was going to start singing always? He said, an hour a week's not enough. What, what would life look like if we weren't this? If I wasn't an actor constantly where I had to put on a show and make people believe that I'm so, listen, I, this is it. This is it. I don't always like what you see. I'm not always happy with the way that I think, with the way that I act. I do not believe that it always is honoring to God. But that's the goal. At the moment, I want y'all to watch, at the moment that my goal is to honor God with my life, my actions, my mind, my attitudes, with everything I do, it changes everything. It changes everything. When I walk out and I walk in here, when I walk into the grocery store, when I walk into work, when I walk into whatever I do, when I play, when I do any of these things at a ball game, whatever, if my thought is this, I'm going to honor God with what I do. Can I honor God playing golf? Sure. With anything we do, whether we, whether we eat or drink or whatever we do, do it all to the glory of God is what Paul said. Well, well this is what that means. And everything that I do, I can bring honor to him or who's the other option? Y'all say it. Who's the other option I can bring honor to? Me. Me. Myself. And that's where the juggling of hypocrisy versus honoring God comes in. So if you leave with anything, leave with this. Hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. Enables me and you. It enables us to smuggle down and hide what we're truly struggling with. But authenticity reveals them. We got... This is what our lives have to look like. Today, some of you need to just start taking off the mask that you got it all together. Taking off the mask that you're cool and life's great. Taking off the mask that life is just jovial and it's great. And maybe it is and that's awesome, but sometime this week it wasn't. But you got all your stuff together. And look at someone. Look at someone that can love you and walk beside you and lock arms with them. But listen, this is what I want you to know. No matter what, if there's not one person that can come to your mind, God loves you. God loves you more than those sparrows. God knows the hairs on your head. God doesn't turn his back on you. He believes in you, and he made you just like he wanted to. And at the moment that we really believe that, and it's not just like, that's cool that the pastor's saying that, but like we embrace that. 
and it's who we are. And we embrace the fact that being real does not mean that you just tell everybody you suck. Being real is honoring God with everything that you do, no matter what looks like or where you go. And at that point, being real means I'm just worried about God who created the universe, who ultimately decides my fate, whether I've trusted him as Savior or whether I've denied him. That's who I'm putting all my hope in because he holds the keys. Life is not always happy in Jesus, but life is always joy-filled with Jesus, even in the worst of times, even when leukemia comes to your house or all hell breaks loose around you, you can have joy in Jesus. Why? Because he comforts us in the worst of times. And so even when you feel like you're going to throw up, because that's how I felt, and even right now, the truth is, I don't feel like eating. But even in those moments, you can still feel comfort and joy. And without him, it's just constantly a roller coaster putting on a happy face. And so this is the question I want you to answer right now. Who am I really? I don't want you to worry about anybody else. I want you to answer this question for you. Who, who am I in Jesus? And when people see me, do they really know me? Or they, do they know the face that I try to put on for the location or the situation that I'm in? Who am I really? Do people really know Mark? Do they really know what's inside? Do they really know the Holy Spirit that's changed me? Or do they know the mask that I lead them to believe? Because here's the deal. Unless there's been a time in my life where I've looked at Jesus Christ and what he did for me and realized that I deserve to be separated from God for all of eternity because of my sin, doing one thing, saying one thing, or thinking one thing that doesn't please God is a sin. I've done millions of them in my lifetime. I deserve separation for all of eternity, but God sent his son for us while I was a still a sinner. He died for us. That's how he demonstrates his love for us is what Romans 5, 8 says. He demonstrated it by sending Jesus to die for me. And in, in, in evaluating that, what, what he asked me to do is just simply say, Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. I give you everything. I give you my life. And then it's really hard when that happens and we're real with our relationship with Christ, not to be real with everything else and only fear him in a reverent, awe-filled fear because he can send us anywhere he wants us, but he loves us in spite of that. And we start throwing masks down, and people want it. People want what we have. I'm going to close with this thought. In just a second, I want some of you to get saved, but this is the thought that I have for everybody else. That DC talk where we did the Jesus Freak rap a few weeks ago, the song right after that, it's called What If I Stumble, and it said, the single greatest cause of atheism in the world today are Christians who acknowledge Jesus with their mouths, with their lips, and walk out the door and deny him by their lifestyle because we live lives like this. I'm adding that walk out the door denying by their lifestyle. That is what an unbelieving world all around us simply finds unbelievable. Let me ask you a question. Is that you? Is that you? Will you bow with me? Quickly, I'm going to give you two areas of, of response that you can do. The first one, the first one. I want you to be real today with your head bowed and eyes closed. I want everybody to be real. Pastor Mark, I am certain without a doubt I know that I know that I know because I have trusted Christ with Savior, given him everything, made him Lord of my life. He is king of my life. I am saved. There's no doubt. Be real. Don't fake this. Be real. Pastor Martin, that's me. Just raise your hand as high as you can if you're saved. If you know for sure that you're saved, raise your hand right now. But just be real. Don't do it because someone else is, please. As high as you can. As high as you can, just raise your hand and say, Pastor Mark, that's me. 
put your hands down. If there's anybody that didn't raise your hand, this is what I want you to do. There was a few of you. Pastor Mark, I'm being real this morning. I need Jesus more than I need anything else in my life. And right now, I want to be saved. I didn't raise my hand because I don't know for sure that I'm saved. Right now, I need Jesus to come inside of me and change me forever. It doesn't matter what you've done in the past. God saves you forever and always because you give your life to him. Right now, if that's you, I just want you to slip your hand up as high as you can and say, Pastor Mark, I need to be saved. Honestly, you don't care anymore. You just want to be saved. You want everybody to know you're proud of the fact that you want to be saved right now. I want to be saved right here, right now. Is that anybody?